This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Only one week left to go in Tough as Nails Season 4, and we're here to uh, break it all down and drill deep into everything uh, that we saw here tonight as uh, we saw the teams working, cleaning up an alley and uh, fixing a water pipe. And now uh, here is a woman who helps us uh, pick up everything uh, that's happened on the show and put it in its proper receptacle. It's Jessica Lee's Jess, how are you? Doing okay, Rob, but I wanted to ask, um, do you need me to, to clock out now to leave the podcast now that it's, there's no girls allowed? Oh, come on. <sighs> yeah. I mean, six people left in the, five people left in the competition. All five of them are dudes. What were the chances, Jess? <laughs> I mean, I know we had a female champion last season, so, you know, gender bias is fixed forever, but still. I, I mean, would like the to mathematical have probability of this happening is <laughs> astronomical. I mean, it was pretty much one in six this week. Boy, we got very unlucky this very season. Very unlucky. Okay. All right. Old snake eyes here. <laughs> it was a one in a million shot. Um, we are always lucky when we have this man back with us. Give it up for Mike Blue. 
Boom. Yes, incredibly happy to be here. Very sad for Alima to Jess's point. Hope we have a good recap uh, to quote Laren. If not, it'll just be really offensive, which mm-hmm. I think is also a good way to describe my podcasting style. Yes. Okay. Mike Bloom is uh, back with us. Okay. And of course, uh, Mike, if you uh, go a little full bloom today, uh, be sure to know that uh, Dico is standing by. He runs the clean team. He's going to be trying to make sure that this podcast is squeaky clean. If I had a nickel every time Deco burst in here and just sprayed me down with a power washer every time I went full bloom, I could probably pay for the final prize at the end of this. I could dole out the 60000 to to Savage Crew. You could afford to buy uh, a gallon of milk, which I heard is now up to $8 a gallon. Oh, in boy, Hawaii. Don't- yeah, don't throw those, that milk away, people. Don't crunch that up in the truck. That's somebody's beloved milk jug, and you're just throwing it away. <laughs> just think. It was some, one day it was uh, on a family's table full of dreams. <laughs> you can tell to the end of the season for Phil, right? That he's like, all right, uh, running monologue for a garbage day challenge. Uh, oh, the memories that must be affiliated with all these props we found. I don't know. I thought Phil was very sentimental about it. Uh, he said um, a couple of times about how uh, the garbage truck was crushing somebody's dreams, somebody's <laughs> sofa. He also said another time about how, like, think of all the things that these are memories and pressure. And, uh, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Uh, like, I feel like that Phil was getting a little sentimental. Maybe this was his stuff. Did we think yeah, about I, that? I think maybe maybe Louise threw something out that he really liked. <laughs> Phil, he's, the last time, we don't need seven yeah. fridges. Okay, yeah. get rid of Phil, six of them. we're cleaning the garage this weekend. It's all going in the alley uh, down in Long Beach this weekend for the Toughest Nails Challenge. Like, but that's, I've had that my whole life. But Lou, it's my these favorite ten, fridge. These <laughs> 10 mattresses, they're my life. <laughs> Next season on Hoarders, it's going to be somebody that was deeply affected by this episode of Tough Nails. I think that's what we discovered, though, is Phil Kogan's a hoarder. He's like, he's, he's honestly like <laughs> he's being a proponent of stuff. it, right? I'm like, yeah, like, oh, those memories. Hold on. Like, really? That bicycle that he had uh, in his office, uh, did, was that in there? Was that in the alley? I think that was a pretty nice bike, so I hope not. They didn't throw out the Emmy by any chance, did they? (laughs) You didn't see that? Renee wasn't rolling it down the alley? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was one of the things Alima wasn't able to fish out of the sewer, was that one Emmy that just got (laughs) caught in the pipe. (laughs) You have to make sure you put the Emmy in the truck last, because if it's hanging over the edge when you drive, that is a scene I'd love to see out of Final Destination. (laughs) Who the hell put this Emmy in here? (laughs) I can't stack tires around an Emmy. Okay, Um, we've got uh, a lot to break down from this episode. Uh, There was a a lot going on. So, all right, Uh, it was really uh, a chance for Dirty Hands to try to tie things up. Otherwise, uh, Savage Crew was going to clinch winning the big prize. Um, But uh, it was all for naught because Savage Crew uh, was going to be victorious once again. All right. Deco runs the clean team, okay? Two alleys uh, loaded with trash. Of course, uh, Deco has uh, cleaned up all all this garbage, and now uh, the two teams are going to get a chance to do it themselves. Just, uh, did you know about alleyway cleanup was such a big uh, deal? I mean, it's a thing. It's a thing. The thing I was most concerned about was you had these refrigerators, and nobody took the doors off. Uh, uh, we saw that episode of Punky Brewster. I did. Yes. Poor Cherry. That's, there's legislation now. 
thanks to Punky Brewster. Um, and I guess this is an illegal dumping ground to begin with, but still, like, if they find who dumped that fridge there, they got to ding them extra for leaving the doors on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would be a very tough as nails challenge, take the doors off the refrigerator. It's not hard to do, though. Mm-hmm. It's just like four screws. It's like, it's harder to take apart IKEA furniture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, do you take apart a lot of IKEA furniture? If you're taking it out to the curb and it doesn't fit through your doorway. I guess so. Um, the, I mean, the, I mean, if you're taking it out to the curb, the best part is smashing the Ikea furniture. True. True. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been going about this all wrong. I have to question some life choices now. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So we this week we're going to have, uh, it's going to be Alima, the boss for Savage Crew, and, uh, and Ellery is going to be the uh, crew boss for dirty hands uh and so you know it's all fun and games uh we see people rolling the tires uh down the alleyway at one point i was worried mike renee got hit with one of the tires rolling down the alley no this woman is fortuitous she just always kind of seems to be there uh she was literally physically there as she got hit by a tire but she's just gonna keep on trucking you just give her something to do and she'll continue to do it i think she has become and perhaps it is the color of pink she's wearing is fairly close to purple. I feel like she has like just really faded into the background ever since she was eliminated. But damn, mm. if she isn't part, uh, an essential part, I would say the workhorse of this winning team of Savage Crew. It just did it even come up once that uh, we have a person on the show named Allie and they were in an alley? Mm. It's weird. I don't think we saw Allie at all. Was she even there? Mm hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, is that why Dirty Hands lost? They were down one person because Allie had to stand in as one of the alleys that they were cleaning up. <laughs> it was too confusing. <laughs> they kept the pressure that, that washing. And her. I imagine they never were going to pass the check anyway because they all automatically always have dirty hands. And so there's always going to be at least a little bit of leaves, a little bit of dirt on there. No way was Deco saying, thumbs up, you're good to go. You won the challenge. So I am um, a little confused. Uh, Beth seemed unhappy uh, with people on uh, dirty hands. Um, And she gave a confessional at the end of all this uh, where she was clearly shading somebody. Jess, did you get, who was Beth frustrated with? Um, Well, there was a moment, I think, when I think the conflict might've been with Ellery. I think there was a point where he was putting stuff on the truck and she felt like she had the order of operations in her head and stuff was going on the truck without her. I feel like the theme of this season has really been nobody listens to Beth mm-hmm. and everybody loses because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause Beth's been the one is like, Hey, no more moral victories around here. Yeah. And so that's the thing. She'll, she's like Boston Rob and heroes versus villain style, like passed out on the grass after the challenge loss. Yeah. I would imagine Because in that moment, you know, she did have that conflict with Ellery, as Jess was saying, that they were all about, okay, mattresses first, and then we'll stack the tires. And Ellery, who was kind of double dipping, was just mindlessly stacking tires, not realizing Beth's process. And I do feel like Ellery did the sort of consummate sports post-game, you know, uh, press conference, right, of like, putting a good effort out there. We all tried our best. It wasn't good enough. And I think Beth is a little ticked off being like, no. It does. It's. It wasn't good. We lost. Be a little bit more pissed off, everybody. We just lost out on sixty thousand dollars. Hmm. Yeah. There's no pride in coming in second on tough as nails competitions. Second place is the first loser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially out of two teams. I think that's yeah. probably the thing you want to realize. Second place is great, but not when it's out of two teams. But I mean, 
I guess we have to look at why Dirty Hands lost this one. Did it come down to that? They talked about this rework idea. And once again, for the umpteen time this season, it came down to a nail biter, like a photo finish. I guess in a different world, had they not needed to spend that additional couple of minutes restacking the tires, that that would have given Dirty Hands the win? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, because uh, what what happened? Ellery was like uh, they they rolled all the tires down there, and Ellery just put them all on the truck. Yeah, and then that didn't leave room for the mattresses. Mm-hmm. And there was a point where they had the mattresses stacked the wrong way, such that if the car if the truck were to take off, one of them would go flying off the top. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I am surprised that there's no use of like bungee cords or safety straps, no. like when you're akin to when you're moving. Yeah, you know, a lot of the toughest nails challenges are you know similar, uh, and if they're not exactly the same, like they they do they rhyme. Uh, and this reminded me of like the moving truck challenge from mm-hmm. way back when, of like basically the teams had to like move all of the stuff out of a garage and into the moving truck, but you had to pack the moving truck exactly right. You did not just compare toughest nails challenges to the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. No, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's similar. All right, yeah, you must similar. Yeah, uh, clean up this local cantina after a bar fight came out. Yeah, I roll mean, these droids down and pack them evenly. Yeah, uh, the the alley is like. Have you ever seen a more wretched place of scum and villainy? Yeah, slice off this dude's arm. Hmm. Yeah. So I sure watched the Dagobah system. Come fish. <laughs> The X-Wing out of the swamp, Alima. <laughs> Fish Boba Fett out of the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they got him out, I think. Yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. It was just Mr. with a giant hook. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and in fairness, Mike, okay, uh, they did, in the original Star Wars, go into basically like a garbage truck, okay? That is, no, they, they went into the garbage pit. Yeah, they fell accidentally into it. All they had, and, why did And what they- was in there, Mike? What was in there? An alligator! An alligator! (laughs) The legends are true, Phil. (laughs) The legend was true. (laughs) It just happened a long, long time ago. Somebody somebody flushed it down the toilet of the first Death Star, and it went down there, and that's where it lived, and it tried to pull Luke Skywalker under the water. Wow, who would have thought that Amazing Race, a few months ago we were talking about going to the desert where they filmed Star Wars, and now they're just outright recreating tragedies that occurred there. And what was it? An alligator. It all, it rhymes, Mike. (laughs) Wow. Wow, you know, I'm never going to accuse Star Wars of having flimsy storytelling again. Yeah, Beth is kind of the Sebulba here, right? Of just like, like a Sebulba always wins and just absolutely ticked off when he when she does it mm-hmm. okay um for dirty hands uh or sorry for savage crew i mean uh alima was uh their uh, the um the crew boss uh did they have anything that was like their killer strategy to win this thing i mean not having to redo a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. was probably went a long way yeah yeah I, there was also a point where Dirty hands, like a point was made about how Allie was coming back empty handed and how like not everyone was making every trip they took worthwhile. So, again, maybe it's just these small details. I feel like this was yet another case where it was less about 
why Savage Crew won as much as why Dirty Hands lost, which is ironic <laughs> considering that this is the one that ends up winning Savage Crew $60,000. Now, Jess, I know you've talked about how uh, therapeutic it is to watch uh, people on TikTok uh, clean carpets. Is that what is that what, what you watch? Mm -hmm. uh, Carpet what, cleaning, power washing. Okay, are, are you in alley cleaning TikTok yet? No, this just makes me feel ashamed of my own clutter. Mm -hmm. and it makes me feel like, you know, it's the re same reason I don't watch hoarders. It's like, I don't want to feel like I'm being yeah. judged. It makes sense. Like the, the carpet cleaning is on TikTok. The alley cleaning is on Dicko Daco. <laughs> it's a stretch. <laughs> Just, uh, I do feel like that I, I have come across power washing TikTok videos. I feel like that's mm -hmm. oh, yeah. uh, shown up. Yeah, uh, the carpet cleaning ones, actually, it's the Facebook page of this place called Mountain Rug Cleaning. Mm -hmm. And know. you can lose an hour just watching them take this piece of this piece of unidentified black sludge and they put it down in their studio and they wash it and it turns into this beautiful brand new condition rug. Wow. Okay. Look at this rug. It was somebody's it's somebody's dreams. Once again, it was yep. thrown out. Look at they've restored it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, uh, Savage Crew is going to win. Mike, did did Mr. do a cartwheel? Yeah, Mr. is like doing a, I don't know, uh, Simone Biles here, <laughs> like doing the dismount and the full flip at the end. I did not realize he had that in him. Maybe should have saved that energy for maybe a couple of other <laughs> challenges they might need it more for. But I love it. Mr. Shows me new sides each and every episode here. Yeah, Jess, has he been doing this all season and I missed it? Or was he saving the cartwheel for winning the challenge? I mean, maybe maybe he was saving it for like the ultimate, the ultimate victory. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Savage Crew, they get it. Beth is not happy. Uh, I guess for Alima, this was a pretty uh, bittersweet night uh, because uh, she was the crew, the winning crew boss that got the Savage Crew to the 50,000, Mike, uh, before she ultimately is going to be eliminated from the competition. Yeah, and it's interesting to see how she was, you know, given this role. It was very much evocative to me of the first three seasons. We've been talking about this all season, how perhaps the evolution of Tough as Nails has become less about, okay, who wants to step up and be a leader this time? And then more so, okay, whose direct skill set is applicable to this job? Now, I guess they benefited from the fact that no one's skill set was particularly applicable to cleaning up an alleyway. Mm -hmm. But Alima, definitely, this is the high point of the episode for her. Uh, and so... Good on her for, you know, she does get eliminated in this episode, but she has a nice 12K additionally in the pocket to take home. Honestly, I don't think that I really am cut out for Tough as Nails. I don't know if either of you have ever thought that about me uh, before. Uh, Never. But I feel like that uh, on this episode, I feel like that between cleaning the alley and then fishing the stuff out of the sewer... I think this could have been the one, the one now obvious that the team challenge uh, or the individual challenge of working on fixing the leak. I'm useless, okay? But I, I, I could have been good at cleaning the alley and then uh, fishing stuff out of the sewer. Well, it's important to know what your strengths are. Rob. <laughs> they could have used me. I think I could have. I could have been a help to either of the teams. Um, so um, yeah, Alima. That uh, she got so many compliments, uh, and she's. I thought they didn't even say anything that that super nice. And she's like, "Wow, nobody's ever said that many positive things about me before." It's really sad. Yeah, say. So, I mean, listen, we're also three people that put ourselves out on the internet. I think we would say the exact same thing. But mm -hmm. it's interesting to see. 
I guess, again, maybe this is foreshadowing her ultimate downfall, but like how much people were saying how much she's grown. I guess she really is our, you know, fill in for the storyline of the season of the typical person, right? Who comes in as a bit of a young and more inexperienced and is able to learn a lot about themselves and the job in the process. What I am really excited about for next week, besides the finale of it all, is when they do the Animal House-esque, here's what everyone was up to after the show. I'm intrigued to see what happens to someone like Alima afterwards, right? Like, you know, do people go into different professions after this? How do they advance in their trades? And I wonder if this confidence is something Alima is going to bring forward into her life and possibly, you know, she went from someone who was working in one industry that got shattered by the pandemic and then became a, a carpenter. I'd be intrigued to see if she continues to sort of hop from rock to rock here. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary vdw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere Wear with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We saw a conversation between uh, Sergio and Jorge, uh, sorry, between George, uh, Sergio and George, um, a- after the challenge was over. Um, and Sergio uh, says he's, he's seen George finally open up a little bit uh and uh they they seem to have a, a bond uh which I, I feel like that um because uh they're both carpenters right i feel like uh it's been there throughout the season nice, nice to see them talk about uh some of the things and both of them uh, you know have uh, suffered some loss that they got to talk about i think it's really refreshing to see those kinds of moments again because it's something that we've highlighted throughout the season Mm -hmm. that we're not getting as much of that personal connection and to see two of them have that deep conversation and find common ground and really talk about things that are deeply personal to them i think it really contributed to my understanding of both of them as characters and also i think we're getting we're getting a little OTTP edit on George here. Yeah. I, th- I think we're looking at a George win. I'm, I'm calling my shot. Yeah. Uh, are you biased, Jess? Because the name bit. George rings in your household. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to be team George. Gotta Mike, be team are you George. agreeing with that, that you think that George was queued up for? Uh, are you feeling the edgic? Yeah, it's interesting because 
it's not to say that like there is a quote unquote winner's edit for tough as nails. Uh, Cause otherwise look at someone like Alima. We were just talking last week about how we probably knew the most about her and she gets eliminated in this episode. But I will say the winner of tough as nails is somebody we see a fair amount of. And I feel like George, even in the beginning where they were saying, Oh, you don't open up that much. I still feel like we were hearing about the fact that he didn't open up a lot. So I do think from a skill set perspective and just like a story perspective, if you're looking at the top five, I would make George the odds on favorite, but I am totally in agreement with, with Jess. This is like the bread and butter for me of the show. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like having these people from different walks of life sit down. I'm surprised this conversation didn't happen earlier. You know, if it wasn't very clearly established, they were sitting in that alleyway. I would have been like, Oh, did you just cut this from week two and find a place for it in week eight? Because, again, there's so much similarities between these two uh, in terms of their professions, in terms of their backgrounds, and also kind of due to the fact that in this competition, at least, they are filling in the sort of vacancies left by the tragedies that each other have experienced, right? I think Sergio is a bit of a father figure to someone like George, being 30 years his elder. I think George, as Sergio himself is going to, to verbalize, is his a younger brother to him. And so I think there's such an emotional connection. We see several times that like when George was in the overtime, for example, Sergio was the one that was really verbally rooting him on the most. Like this feels a relationship that has been deeply rooted in there the entire time. I don't know why it took so long for us to finally uh, torque it to the point where we're finally able to get through the pipe and be able to finally expose that relationship. I feel like we've seen less of these types of conversations in season four yeah. than we saw in some of the earlier seasons. And I'm not sure if that's a creative choice or that's just because uh, they haven't really been happening as much. We definitely have a few people that are kind of a little bit more stoic than other than other contestants we've had in the past. I think overall, this is a much more introverted seeming cast. Mm -hmm. And I think they might just not be giving us the same, like there's not really a roofer Lee in this cast. Like I think we get like when we get humor, it's kind of this dry, sarcastic stuff. We don't get anybody. I think like maybe for all I know, maybe Mr. Was turning cartwheels every episode and they've just decided that, that, his energy is different enough that we're not going to see it. Yeah. I feel uh, like who would, who would have thought instead of Mr. Frost, he's actually Mr. Fantastic and he's just so flexible and he can jump around everywhere. <laughs> I feel like off. that maybe the biggest personality in the whole cast might be Jake. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The- and he's not like, he would have been the smallest personality of season one. Mm-hmm. Like, I think all of these people together do not approach the energy level of a roofer Lee. Well, I mean, who does? What what I think is also interesting is that I feel like a lot of the bonds we have seen have been on dirty hands in particular, right? Beth and Allie have talked about this sisterly relationship that we didn't have the explicit sit-down scene that we had here. We just had George and uh, Sergio as well. I don't know. It feels like, yes, yeah, Savage Crew, I guess part of the narrative was right that they were a little dysfunctional, but I do find it interesting that it doesn't seem like we're having as many one-on-one bonds, either intra or inter-team of oh, thank you for being here. You've taught me so much about myself and what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Travel down that road and back again. <laughs> I, I want to put a pin in that though, Mike, because when we get to the part where we're talking about them pairing off, mm-hmm. I want to point something out that I feel like we should have hung a bigger lampshade on. 
Okay. All right. Um, so let's talk about uh, Long Beach water. Okay. Every year, there's lots of holes in the water main. Okay. And uh, the Long Beach water has to fix it. Okay. Uh, today, we're going to see our six remaining players in the individual competition pick partners. And so we see... Phil, give the opportunity for anybody to like uh, make your case for why you should get picked by anybody else. Yeah, this is interesting. Are you we surprised we didn't go with a okay? The winner of last challenge gets to pick the pairs because that would have been George, and George either could have gloriously redeemed himself for last time or screwed up once again at picking the pairs. Mm -hmm. Maybe he declined. He passed. Yeah. Um, so it was Laren who is the first to be so audacious to say, I would like to be partners with Mr. Yeah. I feel like Mr. was the bell of the ball. Like everybody yes. wanted a piece of Mr. Yes. He was the bachelor. Everybody was practically falling all over themselves to try to get with Mr. Mike. Yeah. And then much like the bachelor things went really rocky after the final rose. Mm hmm. Yeah. And so, um, what was it? Laren said, uh, you know, I, I'd like to be with you if you, uh, like, uh, think it's okay. Yeah. If you'll have me. And if not, that would be completely offensive. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure where he was going with that, but yeah. I think that's the dry sense of humor. Like Laren yeah. is, I feel like maybe the person, I don't know, maybe I know the least about in the final five. We know that he wants to see his family. That's like his one goal with the money is that he wants to see his family for a man that works on cars. He's all about family. I guess it just runs in the blood, uh, <laughs> but it seems like he maybe has like a small sense of humor here. He's got, uh, he's got Murph energy. Mm -hmm. he's, bringing yeah. the, he's, he's the Murph of the season. He's bringing the Murph. Yeah. All right. So um, George and Alima, they both want to be partners with Mr. And it all comes down to Mr. And Mr. You know, he's flattered, but he ends up picking Alima. Alima was the person that he first connected with in Catalina, and that's going to be his partner. Yeah, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? I mean, and this is the second time in a couple of weeks, Jess, where we've seen people uh, in this position of like okay, basically having the chance to pick ultimately uh, who their partner is going to be for one of these competitions and ultimately uh, being in the bottom two with that person. Yeah, well, I think I think the moral of the story is maybe you don't want to pick your own partner. Maybe you let somebody else take that bullet for you. Let the universe pick. Yeah, the other thing I wanted to point out is when they ask Jake who he wants to work with, I thought this was really interesting. He says he'd like to work with Alima. Mm -hmm. And the two of them were paired up earlier yeah. in the hopes that they would eliminate each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think it's, 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 I mean, it's much like how, when they put Ellery in the crew boss position early in the episode, right? It's like, let's replicate that success. I think the ultimate lesson that we got here between George and Beth a couple of episodes ago, and now Alima and Mr. is that maybe skill set over chemistry. I think both mm. times they said, okay, I have this bond with this person so we can work together. Maybe more so pick the person that like you think is going to be best equipped for the job, perhaps. And not to say that Alima wasn't, but I think the way that Laren in particular was describing, like, oh, I'm used to working with hydraulics and all this. It kind of sounds like maybe he was low-key, the person. Jake works on pipelines, for God's sake. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, is it possible that Alima like uh, got basically like the playbook is out of how to work one on one with Jake that she basically like showed everybody how you do it? Yeah, I mean, or maybe secretly Jake is the strong link. Mm hmm. OK, um, Jake and Larry are going to work together and then George and Ellery are going to work together. I feel like that was the team we saw uh, the least of uh, here in this competition. But basically, the, Phil started explaining what this challenge was. And I, I'm lost. I have no idea. Like, There's a water pipe. It's leaking. Put a put the, 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 the clamp on it. Turn off the leak and then drill into the pipe. And then this other thing. And then the yeah, copper that's pipe. creating another leak. Like and what? Are, yeah. What I, what are we doing? Well, it makes sense, Rob. We've been around since 2017 where there's a leak, a Mueller will follow. And so you have to use the Mueller machine. You have to patch up one hole, use the Mueller machine to like create the right hole to then mm -hmm. connect the pipes to, to then go to the spigot. So essentially it's like both, you know, patching up one problem and then like briefly causing another one and then patching up that problem as well by actually turning it into a solution. Okay. Sometimes to fix a hole, you got to make a bigger hole. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um, so there was a lot of different levels to this that you had to uh, get the get the drill out, get the different the different drill bits, and it was a very important part of that. Phil was very particular that the teams needed to be using enough lubricant on their drill bit. Yeah, this got very, this got very non-family hour. I see now why they're airing tough as nails at 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where's the uh, the Wawa version of the, the spec mix song? I'm about the after hours version. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Phil, Phil was like, uh, always grease up your drill bit, everybody. So has he fully transformed into Jeff Probst now? Now he's doing innuendos as well. Like, I think that the transformation is complete at this point. <laughs> I mean, he's got more to work with. Like, Jeff Probst is basically just up there like balls, balls, balls. Mm -hmm. But Phil has a lot of different implements to work with. Mm -hmm. Well, the greased up drill bit uh, seemed to cross up Laren and Jake because uh, they were getting ready to uh, to tap that pipe. Uh, and then ultimately, Phil's no, like, no, no. no. And he got something's wrong. Get it out of there. You need, you need lubricant to tap that pipe. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it'll come in real rough. Mm -hmm. You got to be nice and smooth. This was surprising, but I assume it had to be out of safety because, yeah, we very rarely see Phil. The objective host had to say, stop, you forgot something. I am imagining something could have broken or they could have broken had they yes, gone in Or the pipe could have exploded. Yeah. yeah. I do not like it rough. <laughs> yes. Because um, typically, just like uh, Phil's move on top of his nails, like, oh, I think they forgot something. That's going to... Uh, I don't think that's going to work out for them. Uh, this was this like he is like, no, no, do not stop. We're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, get it out of there. It's weird. It didn't feel like they got every piece of the instructions. Like, I'm sure they were briefed in much more detail. I think as, as we know, they do get a much more detailed briefing. But I, I feel like they didn't highlight enough what exactly they were supposed to have done and what exactly they didn't do. Because I think it would have made much more compelling storytelling if if Phil had been very clear, like, you have to not do the thing with the thing or the thing will explode. And this is very important. And then to watch people not do that would have been more satisfying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it feels like Jake and Laren 
you know, broke Amazing Race rule number one. Read your clue. They had to keep going back to that instruction manual and try to find the missing piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so they were leading uh, and then they ended up uh, falling behind. Uh, it seemed like they were also having some problem with their flapper valve. Ah, Couldn't turn off the water. Hate it when that happens. Mm -hmm. yeah, also, these guys were like knee deep in muck by then. How deep was yeah. this trough they were working the in? Trough got deep. The trough got deep. Uh, it, like they were commenting on it in the beginning because it looked like, okay, let me just stand in the mud. And then it's, the water uh, continued to uh, leak out. Like the mud pit got worse. Uh, it was rough out there for them. Just got, just got wetter and wetter. <laughs> Um, they just use that mud as a lubricant, right? Just like slide it on in there. Um, so it's not very sanitary, Mike. Um, you know, what? yeah, I think Deco would have come in and said, "No, no, 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 no. keep it clean, keep it clean." Um, you know, uh, we mentioned about uh, Mister being up to his knees uh, in the muck. Uh, he ends up getting kneecapped uh, pretty hard, Mike. Uh, this was like a. Uh, Tanya Harding situation for uh, poor Mister. Yeah, like a self Tanya Harding though, as if she was like, "All right, well, I had a good run," and then pointing the it was Jeff Galuli. He's the one who did he it. Got uh, Yeah, Exactly, but yeah, Mister seemed to be okay. I mean, I guess he's lucky in that the overtime challenge, which took place later that day, did not require a lot of standing around. But yeah, it seemed like he wanged himself pretty hard. But Alima just did the suck it up. You have another knee. Yeah, exactly. Wang dang doodle himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rub some dirt on it. There's plenty of dirt here. There's plenty of dirt. <laughs> um, and so uh, then at the end, it got into the copper pipe and I had no idea what was being attached to what. Neither did they, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem. And once again, I think this is the season of like neck and neck finishes because you said Jake and Laren fell behind and then somehow they won. And you just sort of blinked and you missed it, where all three teams were at the same part at the same time. This is an incredibly evenly stacked cast in terms of skill set, just showing how, you know, tight this competition is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, it's tight, but don't get it too tight because that's no good either. You're not supposed to uh, get the, uh, you know, that could break the pipe also, Mike. Yeah, I didn't. I thought that was going to be something, right? Where Ellery was tightening it too much and it's yeah. like, oh, okay. Because everyone's like, pipe ah! <laughs> yeah, but didn't realize that the, the pipes can become pipe bombs very quickly. So it's like you apply too much pressure to it. Or Everybody was getting very lubricant. Very nervous. Okay. All right. Uh, Laren and Jake, they got the win. Uh, and then it's very, it's very, very close. But George and Ellery, they got the job done. And Mr. Uh, is faced with, did he make the right decision? It kind of seems like we don't want to be results oriented here, but kind of seems like no. Mm. Yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But um, for Mr. and Alima, they're going to head uh, into the OT. I-, I love the OT this week. It was good. It was fantastic. Peak, like cheesy, relatable stuff. I yeah, that's very true as well. Again, we are all parents. We are all used to the kid dropping something either valuable to them or us down a long hole and trying our best to fish something out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this was first off, uh, Phil's story about the alligator was wild. <laughs> I feel regurgitating urban legends from the 70s. <laughs> and then the fact that they actually had an alligator in the sewer was incredible. I just I like imagine Phil talking about they said back in the day, if you stepped on a crack, you broke your mother's back, which is why today you're cementing over all these cracks in the sidewalk. Now, there may be mothers that walk by and have their backs broken. Pay no attention to them. I just love the fact that an alligator happened to get thrown in there as the last item. Yeah, we've brought your mothers out to witness. <laughs> now, the alligator that was in the sewer also just was uh, remarkably lifelike uh, and even uh, th- at one point it got, it got fished out and uh, it did look it appeared to, to move I think when uh, Mr. pulled out the alligator like uh, it like uh, when he dropped it it like uh, had like sort of like a dead cat bounce it was like oh it's made out of that same it's made out of the same kind of rubber that they use on like fake newborn babies mm-hmm. in TV shows so where you can just like jiggle it a little bit and it seems like it's flailing around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Um, Mr. and Alima, they are going uh, to go uh, toe-to-toe here. Uh, for Alima, she tells us just how important it is to win this money. $200,000. Uh, very important because uh, milk's $8 a gallon. But Mike, when you put it that way, I mean, uh, the toughest nails prize is roughly only about like uh, 31,000 gallons of milk. Don't get me started about eggs. They don't even know about the <laughs> eggs. I, I was more so perturbed by Alima's, this is how this links back to my childhood story about the hole in her grandmother's floor that they would fish toys out of. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have so many questions about this. Yeah. I mean, why was there an open hole in the floor that was not taken care of whatsoever? And did they use it as a toy box? Were they picking up other toys that have to be in this crawl space? Th- this house mystifies me. You know who else had a hole in their floor? Jabba the Hutt. Fair point. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't fish things out of that. Uh, Once it's down little, there, it's gone forever. Gone. Fish a little salacious crumb out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, um... Jess, I liked also that you had like a, a stick and then also the stick had a lot of attachments. Yeah, I like there was some problem solving associated with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like different implements for different objects. Yes. Um, Mike, was this for you more skill crane or operation? Ooh, I feel like, well, I'm trying to think if there were any that were pincer. Like, I don't think so. I think it was more so just trying to figure out what's the right thing to just more skill crane, right? To like scoop it up with the right shape. It seemed like we the two main ones were like something that was a bit of a claw and then something that was almost like a cage that you would kind of like trap around something to pick it up. 
So, but I did like the option to pick between tools. Again, it didn't end up mattering much because Alima kind of just DQ'd herself from the competition. Mm. But I like the element of choice that got involved here. You know what they really needed? They were missing. They needed a magnet. Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. But like a giant, my- like cartoonish, like horseshoe magnet. Yeah. If I drop my keys down a gutter, I'm going to want a magnet. Or uh, let's see, a coat hanger, piece of gum attached to a string. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was neck and neck. And then really Alima realizes that she knocked what the fo- the phone into uh, one of the holes. Could she have called the phone, Mike? <laughs> I don't know what the <laughs> come to me, phone. I'm right here. It'll be OK. Well, you know, it could buzz and it could like, yeah, vibrate make its way yeah. back. And through yeah, the man, I mean, she could hear where it went. Uh, Alima, I've got bad news. I left it on silent. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she. I think it was the phone and the keys. So she in, in jostling around the other objects. I think the alligator spooked her too much. To be honest, she got so scared. She jostled the other two objects. They slid out from sight, and so like she'd have to be blindly yeah. picking through things. So that just gave Mister more than enough time to pass. You know her what I think it was? Just did she use like the big like coffee can on the stick? I feel like that that was uh, too too blunt of an object. It was a put, yeah. just moving stuff around. A little unwieldy, I think. Mm-hmm. You want you want some like fine motor control there. Now, did she check to see if the alligator might have eaten the keys? That'd oh, she be really handy. Yeah, she didn't squeeze it to see if the keys came out. <laughs> yeah, she couldn't send it back down there to get the keys. Um, yeah, that's it. Tie the tie the string to an alligator and put it down there. Oh yeah. <laughs> So anyway, so Mr. He is uh, chugging along. Alima is kind of out of it. Mr. Takes uh, no pleasure in eliminating Alima, his person. Yeah, for a man named Mr. Frost, he was able to uh, leak a lot, much like that pipe at the end. Like, he's crying. Jake's crying. I think Alima clearly meant a lot to this team. And so to see her get eliminated, I mean, I was shocked, again, because we have seen so much of her journey, I definitely thought she was making the finale. But again, shows that this season, it really is any given Sunday. And Alima just happened to, she was even doing well. It was just like one little thing she did that essentially screwed her out of the gate. And if she hadn't, then we wouldn't have been be in the situation we are now. Yeah. Uh, she says about her relationship with Mr. Uh, loyalty is royalty, Jess. I like that. That That's like. I hadn't heard that before. That's like Walt Frazier level rhyming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Rob, that does sound like something George from Australian Survivor would say as well, considering both his affiliation with loyalty and royalty. <laughs> and royalty, yeah. So loyalty is royalty. Uh, get that on a throw pillow on your couch before you throw it into the alleyway <laughs> one day. It's a those are memories. memories. <laughs> yeah, so those are memories. Uh, and now we're down to uh, but five people in the individual competition. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, Kind of a bummer. Uh, seven people are out of the competition. Of the seven people out of the individual competition, all six of the women are out of the individual competition. And the one old guy. And the, yes. So, all right, we're down to our uh, our final five here for Tough as Nails season four. I should say, actually, no, Ellery is, uh, I believe, older than Sergio, so that would be insulting to them both. But yes, we are left with Ellery, Jake, George, Laren, and Mr. By the end of this time next week, folks, one of them will be $200,000 richer. Mike, do we know, what is the schedule? It's a uh, two hours of Tough as Nails next Wednesday at 9 p.m.? Yep, Phil confirmed all of those details. He also uh, 
promise the fans as well. Like, yes, I know the 10 o'clock time slot sucks. We're going to look into that. But yeah, two hour <laughs> finale. Next how do you week, look into it? I, I don't know how much pull this guy has. Maybe he's, you know, maybe he'll now be able to not only, you know, get on Paramount Mountain, but become the mountain, considering how much Tough as Nails has been successful. But next week, we're going to get the last two episodes back to back. Episode nine, I think it's just going to be like a regular, regular episode of Tough as Nails. We'll get the final team challenge, which is in, ironically enough, garbage time where like it doesn't matter the ultimate prize Wait, money, but garbage hands, time. Does that, yeah, but, does that mean Deco is back? And perhaps, but Dirty Hands can still win an, a little bit more cash, like an additional, you know, 2K each if they win that final team challenge. We'll get our individual challenge. We'll get our overtime. And the fifth place person will be eliminated, eliminated. And then in episode 10, we'll get an individual challenge uh, and an overtime. And then uh, that'll eliminate our fourth place person and then our big gauntlet-esque final challenge where the final three are going to run through a bunch of different obstacles, do a bunch of skill-based things, and then one person will climb their way to victory and win that truck and become the Toughest Nails champion. Yep, and drive the truck off the shipping container. Whoa. <laughs> Careful. She also mentioned the uh, the team, the final team challenge next week looks really fun because it is like essentially a gauntlet of skills where it looks like, you know, they're going to do 1v1 matchups, sort of like what we saw with the log sawing back in season one of just do a bunch of these different tasks and whoever finishes quicker gets a point for their team. So that's always a fun way, I think, to, to end it, to just have a bunch on, of one-on-one -on -one face downs. Is this like those final four challenges in Survivor where they take a bunch Mind of fire? They take a bunch of the different challenges that yeah. they've done over the course of the season mm -hmm. and like put them all together in one. Yeah, because Phil said, don't throw that away. That's memory. <laughs> that's, that's, that's somebody's, yeah, that's somebody's happy memory. Mm -hmm. Phil Kogan, upcycler. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of been the theme of the season, Jess, from uh, like these shipping containers, we're reusing them. We're going to turn them into homes. Yep. It's, um, it's almost like, how NBC used to do Green Week and then like every show mm -hmm. had to do a green component. Mm -hmm. It's like we're, we're getting like all season has been green season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just, I you know we're only 80% of the way there, but uh, is it uh, an okay time to start to look back at this season of Tough as Nails uh, to compare it to some of the other seasons so far? I mean, we can. I think I have to withhold my judgment until I see how it turns out. Mm-hmm. Because we could have a total banger of a finale and that might move the needle a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, how do we think it is going to end? Can we be so presumptuous as to each put in our, our chalk picks? Jess, I know you said you're all in on George being the winner by the end of next week. Yep. I mean, if I if I had to like if I had to give you my my odds for everybody, I think I gotta I gotta say most likely George, followed by probably Jake. And then I'd say Ellery, Mr. And Laren feels like we just don't see enough of him. But on the other uh, hand, he's given that Murph energy. So yes. that yeah, and, and, I th and I think in the final challenge, Laren might have the biggest advantage. Like Allie makes a joke in the beginning of this episode, right? Like, oh, I'm so popped up. I can beat Laren in a foot race. Like apparently Laren's incredibly fast. And I think considering what we know about player. this. Uh, oh, yeah, because that's what he had in common with Quincy, right? Yeah. And so mm -hmm. I think given that final challenge, right, where it is about 
making your way from task to task, I do think that him and maybe Jake as well have that energy component that could help them in the final. Now, what about Mr.? I feel like uh, Mr.'s a little low in these rankings uh, to be even below Ellery. I think Ellery and Mr. are kind of tied for me. Mm-hmm. I, we, we have seen quite a bit of Ellery. Yeah. And he's got a he's got a big personality. I think yeah. maybe a slightly bigger personality than Mr., which is why we've seen more of him. But I think both of them have had strong stories. I think both of them could be satisfying winners. Yeah. Yeah. It's also a little tough for me just because both Ellery and Mr. did not win an individual challenge at all up to this point. And so I think a reason why I'm looking at the other three is because they have proven to me in these previous individual challenges that like they are able to succeed over their competition. Who knows? We still have two individual challenges left to watch. Maybe one of them will get the victory, but I'm just sort of looking on past precedent when making decisions here. You you will know that one of them is going to win a challenge if we go into next week and one of the first things is one of them saying, you know, I've never won an individual challenge and I'd really Mm. like to. Mm -hmm. But that's how you know. Okay. All right. Jess, anything else about Tough as Nails as we head into finale week next week? Um, no, I'm looking forward to the finale. Um, I can't believe it's here already. I know. It feels like we just started this. Yeah. And now we're just going to throw it all in the back of the truck and watch it drive off into the sunset. <laughs> Mike, for you, anything else tough as nails tonight? No, I'm excited to look back on it all, uh, you know, in a week while to say, because that also signifies to me that Survivor is starting the week after. And mm-hmm. that is wild in and of itself. We are just getting started in a manner of speaking. But yeah, this flew by in a matter of eight weeks. I am excited to look back on it. I was thinking to your point, Rob, uh, about the exercise you proposed about like, how does this compare to other Tough as Nails seasons? It's tough for me to like, rank them i don't know why this reality show out of all other ones i have a tough time trying to delineate like what season's better than what i think we have picked out a few things that makes this season different besides the environmentalism of it all uh the idea that this feels the most strategic i think or the least the most like explicitly okay this these are the gameplay elements that i am implementing in my strategy and why you know having george say oh, Jake and Alima, I want them to fight with each other and it will end up in overtime, so I'm pairing them together. Mm-hmm. That's something we wouldn't get in the first three seasons. So it feels like a distinct shift in Tough as Nails that I wonder if it's here to stay or if it's based on this particular, you know, cast. Just one last question. Call your shot. Who is the most likely season four contestant to come back and uh, assist Phil in season five? Um, I just based on... Based on profession alone, I'd have to say it's got to be it's got to be Jake or Laren. I think they're oh no, doing did Laren uh, push out Quincy as the Diesel guy? Yeah, I think we're gonna if we're going back to the Diesel well, I think we get Laren back. Um, I think Jake is someone Phil has highlighted as being someone he's very fond of, mm-hmm. and we did get a pipeline adjacent task this week. But I think next season we could very well get Jake coming back. Okay. All right, Jess, what's coming back for you? Oh, well, tomorrow afternoon, Mr. Bloom and I are going to get together and we are going to we're going to engage in some talking about season 3 of Picard, which is dropping tomorrow morning and I hope it drops earlier rather than later cuz I got to get it watched by the time I talk to yes, him. Yes, a true savage yeah. crew. 
I believe uh, they have officially announced midnight uh, Pacific time is when these episodes will drop. So Pacific time. Yeah, it's the old Disney Plus thing, right? So if you're up early, you'll be able to watch it. In fact, you may be listening to this podcast after you have watched the episode. But yeah, Jess and I are returning with weekly weekly recaps of the final season of Star Trek Picard, which is very exciting, very promising reviews, I have heard. Uh, Basically saying like, hey, if you want to watch a Star Trek The Next Generation reunion, this does it well. And that's what we want from the final season of Star Trek Picard. So I'm happy. Apparently Mm -hmm. that's all anybody wanted out of Picard. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, I'm thrilled. Uh, can't wait. Okay, uh, Mike, what's coming up for you? Yes, yeah, so uh, usual other stuff on post-show recaps for me between the Heroes recast with Josh Wiggler. I did a very fun talk about a CBS-adjacent uh, plug here. Did a nice Last of Us feedback show in the middle of the season with uh, Survivor 43 contestant Owen Knight. Owen was really, really fun to chat with about how much we both have adored The Last of Us through five episodes. Already looking ahead to episode six, which I'm covering with Grace Leader the night of. And then uh, over here, uh, you know, doing the usual reality TV stuff. I got to sub in for Shannon on an Australian Survivor exit interview, which, you know, of all these Survivor exit interviews this season was certainly one of them. So be sure to check it out if you're interested in that. I'm all, I think I'll also be getting together this weekend, uh, reopening the B&B oh. with Liana, where we are far from clean. Uh, I think we're going to do our uh, preseason podcast for Survivor 44. You know, It's been a, little, a minute since I talked about them, about a week or so. Uh, and so I'm happy to you know engage with this content once more before engage, we do it in a yeah. much... If we're in a much larger way for the next, you know, 13 weeks after Tough as Nails finishes. All right. Um, and of course, uh, we got plenty of Survivor preseason content up at uh, Rob's website.com, including I will have um, It's a Look with Bryce Isaiah coming up on Thursday. Be on the lookout for that. And I'm also going to check in with Shannon Gus uh, later on this week about the week in Australian Survivor. So be sure to check that out at robinswebsite.com. Make sure you subscribe to robinswebsite.com slash subscribe for everything we're doing over there. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.